Touring the AFC South. I am your host, Mike Patton, and we have another week in NFL football. Week 12 coming up for the NFL. Of course, Thanksgiving weekend is wrapping up. Of course, the Bills and the Lions started us off, and the Patriots and the Vikings ended that Thanksgiving triple header. But of course, we do have the AFC South, and we do have football available there. Of course, we're going to start that. With the Bengals and Titans. And of course we have the Texans and the Dolphins. Then following that we have the Ravens and the Jaguars. And ending it all on Monday Night Football. We have the Steelers and the Colts. But of course we do have to start with that first game on the slate. That is... The Tennessee Titans hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, of course, everyone remembers how that ended in the playoffs. Of course, we had Ryan Tannehill throwing three interceptions. The Tennessee Titans defense sacking Joe Burrow, what, 10 times, I believe, that game? Of course, it still ended in a loss for the Tennessee Titans. An ugly loss as they were the first seed. And that started the Cincinnati Bengals run to the Super Bowl where they lost to the St. Louis, I'm sorry, not St. Louis anymore. That would be the Los Angeles Rams. Of course, this year, new year, new personnel, new team, and a return matchup between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Tennessee Titans. Of course, it is going to be at Nissan Stadium, where it was the scene of that game in the playoffs last year. Between the Titans and the Bengals. Now, the one difference in this game will be that Joe Burrow will not have a couple weapons. He will not have Joe Mixon at running back. He will not have Jamar Chase at wide receiver. Jamar Chase is still recovering from a hip injury. So, there's that. And you do have Joe Mixon recovering from a concussion. He is in concussion protocol. So, those two things are going to be a little different going into this game. And offensively, that is something that will help the Titans in terms of not having those two available. Now, of course, the Bengals offense is still an explosive offense. They do have T. Higgins still there. So people need to remember that. And Joe Burrow is still Joe Burrow. So uh, in this game, of course, the Titans need to make the Bengals play behind the sticks. The more they're able to make the Bengals play behind the sticks, the more things become a little bit more predictable for the Bengals. Now, of course, they did spend a lot of money in their offensive line this offseason. It hasn't necessarily panned out the way they thought it would. It is what it is there. But, of course, the Titans will be without Danico Autry up front. He is essentially one of the tone setters in that offensive, excuse me, defensive line with Jeremy Simmons. But, course he will not be available so you know you do have a few replacements and one thing the Tennessee Titans have done is 
they have built a culture. So whoever will step in and be productive. And it wouldn't surprise me if whoever steps in for Danico Autry will be able to get a few sacks and make a few things happen. Uh, now, the biggest thing, of course, again, is to keep them behind the chains because if you're able to keep them behind the chains, the, the Bengals, then you're in predictable throwing situations and you can kind of bring a few things or do a few things you would like to do. Uh, the Titans aren't necessarily the greatest in terms of their secondary. Uh, that's been noted. Uh, of course, they do have a little bit of youth there. Um, in terms of particular, in particular, the actual defensive back position or the, excuse me, the cornerback position. That's the biggest thing that they're susceptible to with, of course, Roger McCurry out there uh, at corner. So it'll be interesting just to see what all the Tennessee Titans are able to do, if they're able to get the same type of pressure this year, and if they're able to make a few things happen to keep the Bengals off balance offensively. Now, Purine will be the back stepping in for Joe Mixon. It'll be interesting just to see how he's able to get things going. Now, he does get involved in the pass game as well, so that'll be interesting, too, to take a look at. Uh, defensively for the, uh, excuse me, offensively for the Titans, of course, the biggest thing is get Derrick Henry the football. Now, in the playoffs last year, he was coming back from a foot, in foot injury, which, of course, he looked a little rusty when he was going in the game and playing in the game. Didn't turn out the way he wanted to. So I'm pretty sure in this game, he's going to come out and he's going to come out with a vengeance. He's going to come out running the football hard. He's going to try to set the tone. Now, does that mean it's going to be 100 yards for him? We'll have to wait and see. But, you know, he'll definitely come out and he'll be playing hard. Uh, the biggest thing it also is the passing game has gotten going for the Titans the last couple of games. Now, the first game against the um, Broncos, a little bit more conventional. Uh, now, against the Green Bay Packers, definitely got a few things going with the play-action pass, especially Fraylon Burks. Now, if the Titans can continue to keep that up, they will cause pressure upon Eli Apple and the other defensive backs for the Cincinnati Bengals. And, you know, the reason why is because, of course, there'll be a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure up front that a lot of people in the box up front. So there will be one-on-one -on -one matchups available for the Titans. It'll be an interesting thing to look at to see if they can take advantage of those. If they can, I expect Traylon Burks to get another 100-yard another hundred game and for Robert Woods to get involved as well. We'll see what happens. Of course, you know, we got to also factor in Chica Kwaku. He has made an explosive play in four straight games. Count it, four straight games. 48-41, uh, 30-plus yards the last game, and we're waiting on seeing this game. So if it happens in this game, it'll be four straight games with a big play from your tight end position, which he has done a good job of providing that. Uh, as far as the game, I think the Titans do get revenge. They win by three points. I uh, give them 23-20. Uh, we'll see what happens. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we will be talking about the Houston Texans going to South Beach to take on the Miami Dolphins on touring the AFC South with your host, Mike Patton. We'll be right back. Touring the AFC South is available on Google Podcasts, available on Spotify, available on Apple Podcasts, available on iHeartRadio. And if you like what you're listening to and don't want to miss any episodes, Go ahead and subscribe. Takes a quick second, not very long at all. So that way you get all the knowledge, all the guests, all the information directly to you. Don't even have to search. You can just go ahead and subscribe. And if you like what you listen to, of course, if you're listening on Spotify, there is a rating system there. 
go ahead and rate the show. I'd greatly appreciate five stars from you. And if you are listening on Apple Podcast, go ahead and rate the show. Again, five stars is appreciated. And if you would review, I'd greatly appreciate that as well. The reviews for this podcast help it rise up the rankings and get it in the eyes in the, in the stream of more people so they can tune in and get all this great knowledge as well. Greatly appreciate it. Now back to the show. Welcome back. And up next, of course, like I mentioned, would be the Miami Dolphins hosting the Houston Texans. Now, the Houston Texans have not had the greatest of seasons so far. Still trying to figure out the quarterback situation. And in this game, there will be Mr. Kyle Allen starting. Of course, the former uh, <clears throat> Carolina Panther and former Washington Commander will be taking over for Davis Mills, who hasn't necessarily been what they thought he would be. Now, that's, of course, I want to mention emphasis on them because I don't think very many other people thought he was going to fill the bill or be the guy they thought he would be. But that's here nor there at this point. He's not starting in Miami. That will be Kyle Allen again. Uh, starting against the Miami defense that, you know, can give you a few problems. Uh, of course, one big problem for the Houston Texans is they don't have a ton of weapons. They have Brandon Cooks. They have uh, Damian Pierce, of course, who is uh, starring as a rookie, uh, seventh-round draft pick out of Florida. And from there, you have a rotating door of tight ends and potential second weapons at the wide receiver position. Now, they're going to have to try, you know, a few different things. I will say that the biggest thing is to get the running game going with Damian Pierce. That is the cure-all for a lot of different things. You get the running game going, then it makes it easier for Kyle Allen to complete passes. It makes it easier for just that offense to function in general. You don't necessarily just have to, um, you know, do play action or or different things to kind of uh, or, or different type of movements. However, what I will say is if you do get into predictable down distances, of course, you know that they know exactly what you're going to do. Miami will bring heat on you. They will. Now, it's just going to be interesting just to see if Texas can stay above the chains or ahead of the chains. If not, if not, it's going to be a long day. If they can, they can somewhat keep it competitive. Of course, that's dependent upon Damian Pierce uh, getting his rush yards in. Now, defensively for the Texans, they're not really a, a team that's going to cause you problems in their front seven. Their front seven, let's just be honest, they're not the greatest. You know, they don't have anyone that can be like, okay, cool, that's a game changer. Or, okay, cool, this guy's going to be the guy. They just don't have that consistent guy there. Of course, they're still looking for him. More than likely, we'll draft him next year. Uh, but at this point, they don't have him this year. And that's not good going against that Tua, Tua, Tua def, offense, I'm sorry, for the Miami Dolphins, of course, with Tyreek Hill and with, you know, Jalen Waddle. And then you add in, you know, all the other weapons they have in the running game as well, with Mostert and, and uh, Wilson, Jeff Wilson Jr. and those guys. It's got to be one fast team. So got to take something away. The biggest thing I would say to take away, maybe the running game. Make them have to throw the football to win the game which they can throw the football to win the game because they have the, the top wide out in the NFL in terms of statistics 
and, and Tyreek Hill, and then they have the just they just have an explosive team at the wide receiver and tight end position. So it'll be interesting just to see what they can do to mix it up. If they're able to mix things up, uh, get throw them off their spots, make a few explosive plays, then the Texans give themselves the greatest chance to win. If they're not able to do so, then it could be a long day at the office for that defense. Now, one matchup I'd like to see is, of course, uh, Stingley Jr. versus Tyreek Hill. Uh, of course, you know, when everyone was uh, paying attention during the draft, it was a surprise to many people that um, Stingley Jr. was drafted that high at LSU. He was drafted number three. Surprised a lot of people. However, it is what it is. It happened. Uh, but he's going to draw the best matchup more than likely about every week. And it's going to be a big one versus Tyreek Hill. He's going to have to use his strength more than his speed and his smarts to actually be able to, to, to cause a few issues for Mr. Hill. If he's not able to do so and tries to rely on their athleticism, he'll never catch Hill. Hill is fast as a hiccup. That just is what it is. Uh, as far as the outlook of this game, I don't see the Texans winning this one. I thought at this point they would probably have at least three wins, but apparently it's it's not looking so safe right now. And I believe the Dolphins will go ahead and win this game and move on to 8-3 and three for the season. All right, next up will be the Baltimore Ravens versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. What first quick commercial break? We'll be right back to break it all down. Going through some things and not quite sure who to turn to? Well, let me tell you about Peace of Mind Counseling and Life Coaching. They offer services ranging from mental health counseling, parenting classes, life coaching services, therapy, alcohol and drug assessments, and so much more. And all the services are monitored by licensed supervisors. Also, they're currently offering free consultations for counseling or life coaching. All you need to do to get started is reach out to them online at www.peacemindclc.com or give them a call at 615-930-1230 to get started. Again, you can reach out to them online at www.peacemindclc.com or give them a call at 615-930-1230. So if you feel you need to talk to someone or know someone that needs to talk to someone, Take the time to reach out to Peace of Mind Counseling and Life Coaching, where the motto is, it costs you your peace of mind, then it is too expensive. Welcome back, and the next matchup again, the Baltimore Ravens and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, looking at this matchup, of course, Jacksonville Jaguars seem to be a team that's a little bit overmatched. Offensively, um, of course, they've got a few things they still have to iron out with Trevor Lawrence and, and, and other weapons. And defensively, they've got Lamar Jackson to defend. Not necessarily the best way to come back off a of bye week. But, hey, here's what it is. Here's where they are at this point right now. Now, offensively for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, uh, he's had his moments. He's also had his bad moments. However, he has thrown for 2,334 yards, 13 TDs this year. Take what the defense gives you. Take what the defense gives you. If you don't do anything else, take what the defense gives you because if you continue to try to force the issue, eventually the Ravens are too good defensively uh, to allow you to continue to do that. You'll make a mistake, and the ball will be going to the Baltimore Ravens. And now with a, a team that does have trouble at times scoring, 
you do not want to get behind the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens play the best when they are playing with the lead. That's the big thing. Another thing, give the ball to Travis Etienne. Of course, Travis Etienne has run the ball very, very well. Uh, he's doing his thing. Allow him to kind of probe the defense to, again, make things a little easier for your quarterback and also to kind of beat them up a little bit and wear them down as the game goes on. You never know what can happen uh, with a consistent running game and consistent pressure uh, towards uh, the defensive front seven. Of course, in the passing game, it's going to be interesting to see how Christian Kirk does. Uh, you know, he does have uh, Marlon Humphreys to go against, and he also has Marcus Peter on the opposite side. Not necessarily the two easiest guys to go against. Uh, a lot of veteran prowess there. It's going to be interesting just to see, just interesting just to see how he's able to get open and if he's able to get open against these two. Flip the ball on the other side. Of course, the Jacksonville Jaguars defense haven't got what they expected out of Josh Allen, the outside linebacker out of Kentucky from a few years back. Uh, they also Trayvon Walker hasn't necessarily been the guy, uh, and just a few other pieces that ne haven't necessarily been what they expected them to be. So with that being said, against the Baltimore Ravens, they're going to need those guys to decide they want to step up. First thing first, keep Lamar in the pocket. I know it's easier said than done, but you don't have to rush outside of your lanes for Lamar Jackson. Keep him in the pocket. Make him be flustered in the pocket. Now, he is a good passer in the pocket, People can debate that on and on and talk about it, whatever. He is a good punter, excuse me, a good quarterback in the pocket. He can make some throws in there, people. Now, when he starts scrambling and he can't turn the corner or anything like that, there's gonna be there could be one of the mistake when the mistakes may happen. So, you know, at that point, you have knocked him off his spot. You've made him a little uncomfortable, and that bodes well for the rest of the game. However, does that really happen a ton of times? Probably not. So just give me a you know a little bit of different perspective on how they can actually beat the Ravens. As far as defensively, excuse me, offensively, Trevor Lawrence, just hang on to the football. Make some things happen. But we went over that earlier. Uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, completing passes. Uh, and, of course, with the defense being able to put them in different down distances and playing smart and rushing under control that is a huge key if you want to cause problems for Lamar Jackson if you rush out of control he can evade that and be out to the races that's just honestly what he can do so it'll be interesting just to see how this game goes uh just what the kind of tempo and speed of this game is and if the Jaguars are able able to execute as a team. Now, I will say that they do look different than the team last year. However, they're not where they are supposed to be or want to be, I should say. Uh, if they get there to where they want to be, where they're consistently uh, competing every single week, close or winning games, then you know that'll be a wonderful thing for the Jacksonville Jaguars. However, I don't believe that it's going to happen in this game, perhaps. We'll see. But I, I'm not sure if it happens in this game. As far as the Jacksonville Jaguars, I have them losing to the Baltimore Ravens. Boy, oh boy. Uh, rough season for Mr. Uh, Doug Peterson. But hey, it's his first one. First one inheriting a, lot of the pieces, inheriting a lot of the pieces there. We'll see what happens as the season goes on and especially as the offseason happens. All right, we're going to take another break. And when we come back, 
we are going to chat about another team in the AFC South. That team, that team would be the Indianapolis Colts versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're going to get into that one up next after this commercial break. For those that have checked out my picture, my new picture for my you know graphics for my podcast, you can tell I have a new image, an updated image, a professional looking image. It's time for you to take control of your image. And you can take control of your professional image with a fresh set of headshots by the good folks of Joshua Silver's Photography. Let Josh at Joshua Silver's Photography handle your personal branding, business headshots, portrait, or any other photographic need with great pricing and even better quality. You can reach him via phone at 423-557-6746. Once again, that's 423 423- Five five seven six seven four six. You can also reach him at Instagram at Joshua Silver's Photography, or you can reach him on Facebook. Call Joshua Silver's Photography and get yourself booked today. I know I did, and he's got me looking great. And finally, <clears throat> to finish the show. We have the Indianapolis Colts hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, before the season began, people thought this might be a great matchup. Now it's just a matchup of teams trying to figure themselves out. The Steelers, of course, trying to get an identity and figure themselves out uh, offensively and defensively. And the Colts, new coach, and definitely trying to figure themselves out and who's going to be the starter. Well, the thing is, in this game, ever since... Jeff Saturday has taken over. Matthew Ryan has been the starter. I'm sorry, Matt Ryan. I don't know very many that call him Matthew. But anyway, he has been the starter. He has not necessarily been the issue. He's been holding on to football, making things happen, and, of course, handing the football off to Mr. Jonathan Taylor. Now, Jonathan Taylor hasn't been quite the same guy in a good way. He's definitely run the football well. And, of course, you know, Michael Pittman Jr., Paris Campbell, the other weapons that the Colts do have. Here's the thing. You're not really sure if this is going to be consistent. Now, it's been two games in a row, so I give that that level of consistency. But I just wonder, can they do this and continue to do this every single game? Now, if they are able to continue to show up consistently every single game, then you're definitely going to have to say some changes have been made and things can happen. But offensively, They've got to figure things out. The Steelers are not going to be easy. They're not going to roll over on them. They do have T.J. Watt out there as well, so you have to remember that too. Um, One of the best defensive players in the NFL. Now, for the Colts to win, ball control offense, take advantage of their one-on-one opportunities with the Steelers. Secondary, it usually usually does happen, and you just have to take advantage of it and control the ball. The more you can control the ball, the more Najee Harris does not touch the ball for the Pittsburgh Steelers and the less carries he gets, which make things makes things a little bit easier on your defense. Now, as far as the defense that I just did mention, they're going to need to bring some pressure. They're going to need to bring some pressure on Mr. Kenny Pickett. He is a rookie quarterback. I know he's 
grown and he stayed four years or whatever in college, but he is still a rookie quarterback. He has not seen things at this speed, this level, and whatever else is going on at this level. He has not been able to see it. So he's going to need the team to be able to, uh, of course, help him in terms of that picket. He's going to need the team to be able to help him. But the thing is, you want to force it where whatever you're doing is in his head if you're the Colts defense. You definitely want to do that. If you're able to do that, have him second-guessing himself, things like that, then Pickett you never catches a rhythm. Pickett never gets in the game. And along with, along with uh, trying to make the, the down distances a little bit harder for him, that would eventually cause some issues and maybe, just maybe, some turnovers. It's going to be interesting just to see that portion of it, uh, which team comes out that makes the less mistakes, which team comes out and makes the most plays, and which teams find out who they are. That's the biggest thing. These two teams haven't necessarily figured out exactly who they are on the field. Now, their coaches may have a game plan, but they have not figured out who they are as a squad, which is one of the issues why they are where they are. So uh, the biggest thing in this game, figure out who you are, work with who you are, and continue to trust that. The more you're able to trust who you are and what you can do well, the bigger the outcome or whoever would win happens. Now, I do think the Colts will come out and fight the Steelers hard, and I do believe they'll get a win, be by mm, roughly 7 to 10 points. I know it's some for looking at me a little cross-eyed, but the Colts, to be honest, I think they can win by more than 10 points or 10 points or more because the Steelers offense can get pretty ugly. I mean, Bubba Sparks ugly. So we shall see if it stays out of that territory on Monday Night Football where the nation is wandering, excuse me, watching. So be interesting to see. As far as me, again, I let the Colts win in by at least 10 points. We'll see what happens. Uh, and that's the end of our breakdown for the week. I want to thank you again for tuning in. My name is Mike Patton. I'm on Twitter at Mike Patton 82. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-T-T-O-N 82. Of course, touring the AFC South, you're going to get those shows at least three to four a week. And of course, freelance writings out there too. Uh, still working on TikTok. Haven't quite figured everything out there. I know. I know it sounds really bad, but hey, it is what it is. I'm just being honest. <laughs> but yeah, still trying to figure that one out. Still trying to figure out a few other different things. Got the Twitter, got the IG, which the IG is the underscore general underscore MP. Have a few things there too. Uh, thank you all for listening in. Thank you all for your time. Go ahead and subscribe if you hadn't. Again, listen to the commercial uh, to uh, in, in the beginning of the show. But thank you again. Follow along, subscribe you ever want to reach out to me, you can reach out to me on Twitter at MikePatton82, or you can write replies in the Spotify category that allows you to do so. All right. We'll be back with the recap more than likely on Monday, excuse me, Monday, Monday morning. Yes, Monday morning. Thank you all again for tuning in and we're out.